It's a very exciting time to be in women's health these days. We've seen recently the first ad for uh, vaginal dryness on television, and it seems like sexual health is really blossoming for women. It's now the time for equality, for sexual health. We've seen lots of new products and developments in the field for men, and it's really exciting to see that both clinicians and society itself is now focusing on women's sexual health and wellness. That's the topic for today's show on sexual medicine and health on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Critchman, host of Sexual Medicine and Health on ReachMD, and joining me today is Dr. Alyssa Dweck, Assistant Clinical Professor in the Department of OBGYN and Reproductive Services at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine. She is also a full-time OBGYN at Mount Kisco Medical Group in Westchester County, New York. Alyssa, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. It's really a pleasure to have you here. We know that you have a, a very, very busy clinical practice and know that you have a very interest uh, in sexuality for your clinical practice. Tell me how that really started with your interest in uh, this aspect and how has it really changed? I'm so glad you asked this. You know, I really think this is a topic that has been sort of hidden over the years, and I realized what a huge need there was for discussion about female sexual health and women's sexuality in the general gynecologic practice, far beyond just asking about birth control and whether somebody is sexually active or whether they have an infection or not. It seemed like so many women were silent about sexual issues, complaints, and worries, and it was almost a taboo subject. So it seemed like something that I was really interested in bringing to the forefront of gynecologic care. On a personal level, as I transitioned my practice from obstetrics and gynecology to just gynecology and gynecologic surgery, I really wanted to have a niche that was really important to me. And so the um, expertise in female sexual health has really filled that place for me. You make a very good point. You realize, you know, the OBGYNs are really at the cusp of sexual health with reproduction and talking about birth control. But for some reasons, there's been this major disconnect. There has not really been an open discussion about sexual pain or desire, libido, arousal, or orgasm, but we really deal with the cusp of uh, human sexuality and reproduction. So it's, it's really a nice change to move towards this concept of sexual health and wellness for women. Has there been any issues in terms of the positive aspects? Have you gotten any uh, positive feedback from your patients? Oh, my goodness, I get positive feedback all day long because women feel relieved and so happy to have somebody that they have had an intimate relationship with through the years, whether it's through delivering their children or taking care of their illnesses from a gynecologic standpoint, and now that intimate person is able to discuss this very personal issue with them. So I think it's really important. In addition, I try to bring up every day to my patients how important sexuality is in their general life. We certainly know that sex in general improves heart health. 
it can, you know, maybe can even count as some exercise. It boosts your immune system. It likely lowers the chance of certain chronic medical illnesses. It's a stress reliever. People sleep better with better sex. So all in all, it's just a very positive uh, aspect in general health. You make some very good points, and I think the the trend really is that sexual health and general health are now very much intertwined. What about some of the drawbacks? A lot of clinicians feel very concerned about time, about reimbursement, and they're very skittish about even broaching the topic because they feel that there's nothing available for them to implement in terms of helping their patients get better. Have you experienced any of these challenges, and how do you um, manage with those issues? Yes, this is so important, and I face this in my day-to-day practice because the practice of medicine, of course, is changing a little bit, and I certainly feel like the time limitations and restrictions that are put on us as healthcare providers are a big drawback when it comes to sexual health. I really hate to rush anybody in the office when they're speaking about something so intimate and personal, and time management is really crucial. I think that I was given some wonderful advice by a mentor of mine to set some realistic expectations for patients when they come in with these sexual health complaints and problems. So I try to manage time properly, let my patients know that this may be more than a one-visit fix and that we may need several visits to address their issues, and then the stage is set realistically for them to expect when they may uh, see some improvement. Um, In addition, I also engage the help of a lot of other experts in my um, sexual medicine practice with nurses, pelvic floor physical therapists, urologists, therapists, other mental health professionals, because of course sexual health is complicated for women and often um, has to be approached from multiple angles. Great. That sounds really uh, interesting how you've really uh, met the challenges and incorporated uh, sexuality into your clinical practice. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sexual Medicine and Health on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Critchman. I'm here with Dr. Alyssa Dweck, who is in uh, full-time OBGYN at Mount Kisco Medical Group in Westchester. She's also one of the authors of Vias for Vagina, Your A to Z Guide to Periods, Piercings, and Pleasure. Thank you, Alyssa, for uh, joining us today. Um, I saw that you have a really interesting uh, background, and you are involved and have a degree in what's called medical sex therapy. Can you tell me a little bit about this and how it's used in your practice? Sure. So this is a really natural transition for the general gynecologist to incorporate medical sex therapy in their practice. Essentially, most gynecologists are trained minimally with sexual function and female sexual health, but this medical sex therapy degree just takes it to another level. I really like to cover aspects of female sexual health that include sexual pain, uh, issues with libido and arousal, issues with orgasm. There are multiple uh, medical and chronic problems that will really detract from sexual health that I'll touch upon in my practice frequently, such as 
uh, with the cancer survivor or cancer patient. Other chronic diseases such as heart disease and diabetes have their own specific uh, issues with female sexual health. And the beauty of medical sex therapy is that many of these problems are fixable and addressable. So I find that to be particularly rewarding. Do you have any specific clinical pearls that you would recommend in terms of how to go about incorporating sexuality? I know it's a daunting task for many clinicians um, to really start the process. And do you have any, any suggestions of how some of your colleagues can, can really just tiptoe into the, into the world of sexuality for their patients? I know clinicians are very concerned and they really want to do well by their patients, but, you know, they're very apprehensive. Right. Well, there are various courses offered that will be quite helpful to really give a very broad background in the field of sexual health. And then depending on the approach and the background that you come from, and I happen to come from the OBGYN background, you can incorporate this into your practice uh, in whichever way you want. The other people that would get trained in the courses that I went to are, you know, mental health professionals, therapists, nurse practitioners, urologists. So it's a wonderful way to learn um, intimately with lots of other people uh, during these courses so that you can really um, learn about female sexual health from various angles. So I would suggest a course and plenty of reading. In addition, there are several societies that you can uh, belong to or attend their courses that will be educational in this way. That's great. And I I know that there are many uh, different ways to learn. Some people learn by reading. Some people go to different conferences. Some people need that clinical experience. And I think that you bring a good point to the table is that you shouldn't be afraid to address these topics and they may seem daunting at first but there are really some you know some simple interventions that we can do that really have a huge impact many women don't even know about moisturizers or lubricants uh, if they have dryness or pain and as clinicians i think it's very important that we can start from a, a place of comfort and really understand that we know many medical illnesses, whether it's hypertension or diabetes or hyperthyroid or what have you, they all can impact the sexual response cycle. I know it's quite concerning, especially my focus, as well as yours, has been the cancer patient, and we know that they are certainly suffering in silence. So sometimes just even talking about these issues or handing them a brochure or a pamphlet can really make all the difference in terms of understanding what their experience has been. Is there any particular positive experience that you want to share with the audience? Well, I had a very positive experience with many of my patients, and I feel like I learn from them. So this is an ongoing learning experience, and I think that it's really important to keep an open mind uh, when you're listening to your patients and to really pass no judgment when you're listening because people come to the table with all kinds of complaints and problems, and, you know, it's a constant learning experience. 
Uh, Alyssa, can you tell us a little bit about your book? I read it. It's quite interesting and uh, a lot of uh, very interesting facts. Your book is titled Vias for Vagina, Your A to Z Guide to Periods, Piercings, and Pleasure. How did you get that idea? And tell me a little bit about it and where our readership can find a copy. Oh, sure. So Vias for Vagina is a work that I did with my co-author, Robin Weston, and we found this to just be tons of fun. It's a girlfriend-friendly, chock-full-of-information gynecology book about everything regarding the vagina, and I incorporated loads of experiences that I've had through the years in practice of uh, issues that are important in gynecology that people ask all the time. And I guess we got the idea because As a gynecologist, I was literally getting cornered by people in the gym and in the grocery store uh, with their personal, you know, gynecologic and vaginal issues, and I figured why not put some of these things down on paper in a fun, informative, girlfriendy type of chatty way. So the book is easily available on Amazon.com and also through my website, which is www.drdweck.com, drdweck.com. Great. Thanks, Alyssa. It is really a wonderful read, and I would really recommend it not only for clinicians, but for patients as well. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. Uh, Thank you for sharing your thoughts about sexual health and how it can really be incorporated into the clinical practice. And really, that sexual health is general health, and we should really be focusing on it more and more. And it It's really nice and refreshing to see how clinicians have incorporated such an important aspect of the overall human experience into their clinical practice. And I know there's certainly challenges, but you seem to overcome them, and really, I I know that your patients really appreciate all your uh, attention to their overall health and wellness as well. I'm Dr. Michael Critchman, and you've been listening to Sexual Medicine and Health on ReachMD. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com slash sexualmedicine to download the segment and others in the series. Thank you again for listening, and thank you again, Dr. Dweck.